हेलो एवरीबॉडी वेलकम टू आवर पॉडकास्ट गीता अ मंत्रा फॉर सक्सेस सो टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू कवर द लास्ट चैप्टर ऑफ द भगवत गीता चैप्टर 18 द 18 चैप्टर इज बेसिकली द समरी of the entire gita okay. it's kind of makes sense right mm-hmm. so let's start with the basics mm-hmm. what is the bhagavad gita is it only for intellectuals philosophers is it for everybody in my opinion it's actually for normal people like you and me facing everyday challenges everyday conflicts everyday dilemma in life does the bhagavad gita ask us to renounce everything retire go to the jungle not at all not at all i think the gita does not prescribe anything that is to do with getting away from the world or retiring to the forest mm. it just asks us to change our way of thinking i think because nothing changes externally as such mm. you know our problems our miseries the challenges the pain the struggle everything remains they don't just go away they don't disappear but with the bhagavad gita with the knowledge from the bhagavad gita if we understand one any of the teachings mm. and make an effort to implement some of those teachings in our lives then i think it changes our mindset and when we have a more positive mindset our perspectives change too internal change within ourselves makes us stronger and more at peace that makes us capable of handling every pain or pleasure with equanimity that is pretty much what is uh, liberation or enlightenment mm-hmm. it deals with a the central theme here mm. that is basically the transformation of an individual from a finite powerless being mm. into an infinite omnipotent self mm. that's when we start talking about the concept of atman which mm. we have covered mm-hmm. to tell us that we are part of something much bigger than mm. ourselves mm. we are a soul not a matter made up of our just our meats and bone mm-hmm. and there is much more to us beyond the physical aspect which yes. is our human body mm-hmm, mm-hmm. along these chapters we've mm. talked about the relationship between soul which is purusha mm. or atman and matter which mm. is prakriti mm. and how prakriti is influenced by the the traits mm. in which case which are the gunas mm-hmm. the three gunas that we talked about sattva rajas and tamas mm-hmm. right let's remember again sattva is purity mm. free from desire and ego rajas is passion mm. characterized by desire driven activity mm. and tamas is inertia indifference and inactivity that stems from ignorance yes also here is an another interesting concept of varnas mm. or caste based on the gunas okay that's interesting so let's go back a uh, few thousand years mm. when our ancestors categorized humans into four castes mm-hmm. that we kind of know about but it had nothing to do with birth or where you were born to whom you were born mm-hmm. okay so these castes or varnas mm. were based on the blend of sattva mm. rajas and tamas mm. and not on your genetics or who you were born to which mm. so the brahmins or the brahmanas mm. were predominantly satvika or mm. and highly refined in Mm-hmm. they were leaders and visionaries mm-hmm. and naturally because of their intelligence they took upon to learning the vedic cultures and all you know religious texts mm-hmm. the kshatriyas were basically rulers mm-hmm. or the warrior caste mm-hmm. in charge of administrative or management skills that's mm-hmm. kind of what their fortune was mm-hmm. and were predominantly rajasic the next caste was basically vaishyas which mm. was traders mm. businessmen had more tamasic mm. and less sattva 
and, and also rajasic the last one was sudras or labor class mm. predominantly tamasic mm. not that they were bad but mostly ignorant mm. a brahmin's son mm. if he had more tamasic character would not be a brahmin mm. and based on his gunas he would be placed in one of the appropriate castes okay. okay okay of course over the years corruption and power took over this ideology mm. and it became territorial so you know brahmin son became a brahmin mm. uh, kshatriya son became mm-hmm. kshatriya and and so, so on yeah okay right mm-hmm. okay uh, also in bhagavad gita encapsulates the entire spiritual path starting with the three practices of uh, karma yoga bhakti yoga and jnana yoga mm. right once again let's summarize uh, karma yoga is taking action without any expectation to the outcome of the actions mm. here krishna makes a distinction between the concept of renunciation mm. and that of relinquishing so renunciation or the act of renouncing means mm. to letting go of all the actions relinquishing uh, means abandoning or letting go of the expectation to the outcomes of the actions mm. because you know krishna insists that we cannot avoid action mm. we must at least try not to get too attached to the outcome of our action that's the least we can do mm-hmm. okay so that's all karma yoga so pretty much is saying take action hope for the best prepare for the worst pretty and, simple yeah right. and also karma yoga is more to act to serve and help others that is also karma yoga now bhakti yoga is expanding your love to all the beings mm. uh, i- including the ishwara mm-hmm. and jnana yoga is dedicating your life to learning and gaining true knowledge so also uh, krishna said five elements are present so whenever mm. we take any action and these elements are our physical body mm-hmm. then the agent which is our soul mm-hmm. the atman then the sensory organs right and our behaviors mm. and there is always a divine intervention the force okay the force okay people who are not aware of it most of the people they see themselves as the sole agent of an action and they fail to recognize these five components hmm and people who are aware of the teachings of bhagavad gita hmm. should know that these five elements influence all our action hmm. krishna divides these three concepts knowledge action and agent into their respective gunas again hmm. so the satvik knowledge believes in oneness okay there is no notion of separateness right mm. but in the rajasic knowledge there is a concept of separateness mm-hmm. so you know the it's led by the ego mm. uh, and tamasic knowledge actually doesn't even care about anything then again action in satvik when it is the right action with pure motivation mm-hmm. uh, but krishna wants that even the most noble action should be done with complete non attachment right, right? Uh, then again rajasic action is done to satisfy your own desires or to produce results mm. and tamasic action comes from delusion or lack of care for others hmm. again the satvic person is free from ego and attachment mm-hmm. the rajasic person desires results and is motivated by ego right and the tamasic person they are mostly they are lazy and often cruel so i think this understanding of uh, satvic rajasic and tamasic nature mm-hmm. within us is important and that's why krishna has highlighted all these things in the last four or five chapters right mm-hmm. lastly mm-hmm. krishna basically explains the difference between sanyasa mm-hmm. and tyaga mm-hmm. okay so tyaga here mm-hmm. is the renunciation of the fruit of action mm-hmm. 
while sannyasa is the renunciation of the desire in action so if the former is the cause in which case tyaga uh-huh. the latter is the effect oh, okay uh-huh. so by practicing tyaga uh-huh. you become a sannyasi mm. so are you telling me we do not have to leave everything to be a sannyasi correct <laughs> correct uh-huh. well there are sages and gurus uh-huh. who have given up everything uh-huh. and their acts of sacrifice penance and charity uh-huh. have brought a spiritual upliftment or betterment in them mm uh-huh. but we are talking about the practical applications of bhagavad gita mm-hmm. right so we are talking about how we can gain this liberation by mm-hmm. being a part of the society amid all the chaos and catastrophe that happens around us yes we still have to live mm-hmm. we still have to pay our bills mm-hmm. we still have to meet all kinds of people and interact with them yes so krishna is basically saying as he's talking to arjuna in the battlefield he's saying it is your duty uh. to be part of this world and actually go fight uh, or right? do your duty exactly in mm-hmm. this case it is to go and fight yeah, in the yeah. battlefield right uh-huh. but even as we are doing our daily duties we can become a sanyasi by practicing tyaga mm-hmm. and there are a few tips for that so we'll mm-hmm. just first one is giving up expectations on the outcome of all our actions except pain and pleasure equally helping others serving others mm-hmm. being compassionate focusing on increasing your satvic quality it can be any of the qualities mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. behavior all satvics mm-hmm. food we talked about a lot of different things right mm-hmm. so increasing your satvic quality mm-hmm. reducing your rajasik and trying your best to eliminate tamasic characteristic and lastly mm-hmm. the geeta concludes with arjuna accepting krishna's teachings mm. after all these chapters mm-hmm. krishna explaining the teaching tradition and praising the teacher mm. and the student who te- study the gita and wh- and whoever teaches yes he is uh, praising the teacher mm. he is praising the student who accepts the knowledge mm-hmm. and sanjaya who is actually narrating it to dhritarashtra mm. praising and recollecting the joy of listening to these teachings that's how gita ends yes mm-hmm. and here is one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. after saying all these things mm. krishna reminds us that gita is not a doctrine or commandments mm. it is not enforced on you mm. this is a upadesha or advice mm. based on logical rational and scientific exposition of the human personality yes he says these are the teachings mm. listen to it but please draw your own conclusion mm. he even encourages to challenge or question him mm-hmm. he basically says i've shared whatever i know of these great teachings mm. now it is up to you mm. to understand process learn and implement it in your daily lives yeah <laughs> right mm. and this is how you will experience the truth that is laid down in the gita mm. and find liberation while living in this world and if you do all that you become arajashri ah. which basically means sagely inward ah. and kingly outward wow with this i think we conclude season 2 of bhagavad gita with all the 18 chapters yes I know we've shared a small part of this vast knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita. So thank you Parima for teaching us and giving us your text. Yes. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. And Till next time. Thank, thank you. So you. Much.